0: Hello and welcome to Best Sips Worldwide. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, an American travel writer living in London. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred. And I've been obsessed by the history of cocktails ever since. Through the years, I've been lucky enough to sip some of the best made by the best. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let me introduce you to the movers and shakers of the world's most famous watering holes. James Gilray may not be as well known as his fellow 18th century cartoonist Hogarth, but does William have one of the great gin bars in London bearing his name? I think not. The spirit known as Mother's Ruin is going through a renaissance, And Sam Mitchell, who helms Gilray's bar at the London Marriott Hotel County Hall, joins us today on the show to explain it all.
1: I've been bartending for about 10 years. Uh, My first bar job was on New Year's Eve cleaning ashtrays, and uh, I thought it was really fun. Uh, I got picked up and danced around on New Year's Eve as uh, the guy cleaning all the ashtrays, so I thought that was was really cool to be like the guy who was getting paid to party. So... uh, that's how most bartenders do. Um, then I started working in a bar, a cocktail bar above it, above the pub, uh, that was had very uh, questionable bartenders. And uh, where
0: was this? What town? This out? was
1: in Greenwich. Okay. So I'm a Londoner. Uh-huh. I was born in Westminster, but I grew up in south-east London. Okay. But um, I worked in a bar, and uh, it was run by a bunch of uh, where are they from? Um, oh, Albanians. And they were they're very hard-working guys, and they really uh, they're tricky guys. we had a three day Training on uh, cocktails, and uh, you had to wake up in the morning, wake up for midday to be there, six hours of training, and then six hours of partying, and then do that three times, and uh, that was pretty hardcore. Um, then after that, I worked in nightclubs for a long time, for about four years. Um, it was really fun, I enjoyed it, but then I really wanted to hold my skills in hospitality, and I thought, where is the the place for? To be the best bartender and work in the best places with the best guests, um, and that was my hotels. So I started working for Marriott about five and a half years ago at the Marriott Hotel uh, West India Key. Uh, I helped them. We we opened a bar called the Manhattan Bar, and then after that we changed our concept to a g lounge, which then has ju- made me become addicted to gin, like a like an 18th century uh, hustler, um, which is fantastic. I, I love gin. I think it's um. It's so it's so cool that it's it's become this kind of craze that we're kind of seeing. You know what were the guys that Smith did in two thousand when they changed the law and all that? It's so cool. I really think it's it really fun. It definitely
0: is the time for gin. I yeah. mean, there's so many new gin makers now. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So um, and and so that love of gin. Were you called here to come? come
1: yes. Here so because we, they
0: were wanted to do the same thing.
1: Well, we did we did West India Key, and uh, I always had my eyes here because. Uh, um, I w- was born in Westminster and I always thought it would be a really an honour to run the bar here and to be the head bartender here and basically a place where I was born, which is um, really, really fantastic. Um, so uh, when the, they didn't really have a steady head bartender for a couple of, mu- couple of years and I thought, I-, I was moving over here anyway with my girlfriend and I thought, let's, um, let's do it. And uh, I asked them and they said, yeah, we want you. So I went over there and I've been here now for about... A year and five months coming up to six months uh, we've had some really good times we've made some we want our second menu now this is our, our second second try of a really good menu and I think this is one of the best menus that the team have done taken this. So
0: when you got here how did you see this bar was and what um, changes did you want to make or what direction did you want for it?
1: This, this bar when I first came the I ordered a car I remember they said to me um yeah, yeah. Sam what I'm um, we want to make this a destination bar um, that was the MO it was basically to say to make this a bar that people want to come to drink in, like American Bar across the road and like the artesian over in Langham you know to make it a bar that's known for dr- for for good quality drinks and also amazing service which I think sometimes people don't tap on but I think the service is something that's really always has to be focused on well 100%. that's a lot
0: of pressure too yeah. to say this is you know your...
1: yeah, yeah, you yeah know? you
0: to make this a destination <laughs> bar that's it's. It, it's.
1: I think it's fun. I mean, I think if you have a robust cocktail menu like we have, with knowledgeable bartenders, which we have, with a great location, which we have, I think the the rest is just uh, is just you've got to you've got to work hard and be here all the time and have a lot of fun with it. I think you've got to make your your guests happy and your <clears throat> your staff happy as well. So we have have the mix to make it a great bar, and it is. I've never had a person complain about about this bar. Fabulous. So it's <laughs> I, hand on heart. I can say that. May, now, was the
0: menu the same as it is now? Why don't you talk us no, through the menus? Um, so you we, said there've been two changes. So I think the people we, would love to hear what it was like before and how. No, no so your steps to recreate well,
1: it. Well, it's interesting because I mean, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit about cocktail trends away and what my perception of where cocktails are going and to where maybe other people's are. We launched our first, when I first arrived. We had a very gastronomic kind of menu, which was. You know all fancy cocktails that took ages to make and i said you know this is not working because you have to have that harmony of service and quality cocktail needs to be quick but it also needs to be good so i straight away changed the menu made it quite not necessarily simpler simpler but less complicated than what we would had before with the other one had like 17 different ingredients it was it was it was a fantastic menu but not for not for the speed You know, if you're waiting 20 minutes for a drink, you're going to say, What's going on? Um, So, I wanted a really nice, punchy menu. Uh, So, we made it all gin. We did 20 different gin cocktails, which was fantastic. It went down really well and it made us, it, it cemented us as a gin bar. And that's what we really kind of praise on we always make sure we have a good gin selection uh, we used to have 150 I've reduced it to 40 now and I rotate it every three months to make to have a variety of different gins right now I'm looking into barrel aged barrel age gins uh, I think there's some really nice ones coming out uh, Cotswolds Distillery the 1616 gin which is just released is amazing uh, you've got some other Zuidam three-year as well, which is an amazing barrel-aged gin. It's just, um, it's, for me, whenever some whiskey drinkers come in, they say, oh, I want to try a whiskey. I say, no, no, have this one. It's not always, and then I say, oh, you're drinking gin. <laughs> it works every time. Um, so, yeah, we did that menu, and it works really well. Um, then we got a whole uh, a couple of new guys in, and we all sat down, we said, we want to make a new menu. Uh, so we took a couple of threads, and I said, Okay, we need to mention James Gilroy. I think we need to mention James Gilroy, We need to mention cocktails. We need to mention gin. Those are the three things that we need to look at. Who was James Gilroy? He was an 18th-century caricaturist. He was around when the gin craze was happening, which is awesome. Uh, so he was—he was he a was guy drinking gin. He actually jumped out of a window in St James's Park, uh, on St James's Park Street, wherever it is, uh, and uh, he uh, came blind from drinking so much absinthe. He's he's he was—he was—he was a real rebel, and I—you I, know. When it came down to service and cocktails, we didn't want to kind of be so snooty and kind of we only make this and this and this. We wanted to be like James Gilway, a rebel, a creative person, and you know relate to his drawings at the same time. And that's where our cocktails do. They are, you know, they're not the most conventional five-star hotel cocktails you're going to find. They are a bit crazy. You know, there is smoke in your face. Maybe you don't want smoke, but there is there. You know, it is quite an interesting cocktail cocktail menu. It's not, not too. Uh, Well, I think
0: in this day and age, people, especially people who come to London, who come to bars, are quite a sophisticated audience. Exactly. And yet you have the people who are the, you know, I only want a martini, I only want it this way, I only want my Manhattan, I only want it this way, the old-fashioned. But majority really are like show me something yeah. you know show me something new i want to try something new i'm here to try something new i don't think that's the the, the gym craze would take off as much if there weren't yeah. as many people wanting to try all different kinds of new things
1: exactly i mean uh, and
0: what a wonderful time to be a bartender
1: i think it's one of the best i think uh, right now uh, to be a bartender is probably one of the best jobs you have so much creative individuals in this city it's really it's an honor and
0: they seem to, as we were saying before, to, to support each
1: other. Everyone, I mean, I, I, I know that, you know, there's several individuals I've always confided in and asked them how they did, even comes down to the simplest things of waking up in the morning after a long shift. People help you and they, you know, they send you things, their regime, they say they wake up and they go to the gym. You know, it's really a, quite a tight-knit community, especially in London. Um, I think it's re- we're really lucky to work in such an amazing city with some, some really talented individuals.
0: Um, back to the gin, though. Yeah, yeah. The forty gins. Are they? Where are they from? Around the are from the, around the world? Are they um, British?
1: Um, or I try and get as many British gins as possible because uh. obviously, being a British gin bar, you've got to kind of kind of have that. Um, there are some really good American gins. There are some really good Spanish gins. There's some good Dutch gins as well. You know, or Geneva's, right. whatever you want to say. Um, I say I pick it on quality and story. I think. I get probably one or two gin reps a week coming and saying, "Try this gin. Try this gin. What's the story? What's this? Oh, it's got this botanical, not this botanical. Okay, that means nothing to me. Well, it should be. It should relate to what the product is. Is it a better product than what I'm currently pouring? And also, what like you know, what lies down? What's the basis of your you're doing it? A lot of people now are just kind of going to a, to big distilleries and asking them to make a 3,000, 30,000, 100,000 bottles of this gin with the recipe that they want, and then they sell it. That's it, and they just jump on the bandwagon. But then you've got other distilleries like Warner Edwards, uh, again, Cotswolds, you know, people, those guys who are really, they have their own distilleries, Silent Pool, and they're making their own gin, and they're producing it, and I think that's that's where we need to kind of focus on, this. So if you have that, if we take you seriously. I think that is that why you decided to cut down the amount of... Gins yes, I had, a, had? I had a few gins, I said, oh, you know what, it's just, it's just jumping on the wagon. Hmm. Which is, okay, it's, it's fair enough. I mean, maybe some people might find me too critical about that, but that's just my view and my opinion. I think that you need to have a kind of a much more of a, a deeper rooting, especially in the industry as well. As well you need to provide jobs for distillers as well i mean we we always sit there and talk about bartenders we also think about the guys that are making the stuff as well of course that's a recipe in itself and we've got to respect that and i think uh, with these gin tastings as well and these these gin crates people are respecting that more and i think the consumers are beco- becoming more educated which is fantastic i mean uh, here in Gilrays we uh, we do a very a very chilled out kind of gin tasting someone says a gin and tonic we don't say okay no problem what one do you want we say which one would you feel for and then we we bring out three or four gins and we kind of we, we create an experience for you it's not in case of just going oh i recommend this one because it's got this and this and this obviously them reason it's crazy busy i can't do it <laughs> but you know that that's that's where we, we try and educate but not in a snooty way saying oh try gin it's more if they want to try gin we try and educate them for that. Oh,
0: that's fantastic. Now you were talking about your second menu. Yep. You said that there were a few things that went into it and one of them was
1: one know, of them was the the, the, artists, artists, the pictures. The pictures. the pictures. So the pictures and the names. So the names, right. I always always get questions in in the uh, the bar about all of the crazy names very slippery weather, the viewing from the hustling in Covent Garden, Pandora opening her box. You know, if I go down if I go down the menu and kind of tell you what ones are related to what. Uh, regarding moi means look at me in French. Uh, so that cocktail is smoked so when it's poured there's a lot of smoke everywhere and it kind of gives a, a lot of drama. So that is related to the name of the picture and the, na- and the style of the cocktail. Uncorking old sherry is a picture of a gentleman taking a huge bo- uh, uh, bottles of sherry with uh, severed heads. Supposed to be politicians heads I think. Um, uh, and I wanted to recreate that so I've got a couple of those styled bottles behind there and that's why I store the Batch cocktail in um, a fashionable contrast um, I found that Apparel Spritz was really popular um, and I wanted to have a contrast on that so I wanted to put some lavender and some gin in there so I made a fashionable contrast of a fashionable con- a cocktail which again is another p- name of a picture uh, a modern antique so um, we have a one cocktail that uh, Kevin did, which is fantastic, which was um, it uses Patron, uh, caramel, uh, infused with spicy chili peppers, uh, pineapple juice, and cointreau. So it's basically. It's it it so a is tequila divine. drinker too. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's, you know, it's, it's an antique, which is a margarita, but it's also modernized as well. And so, Kevin
0: is one of your. your one fellow of, one is, right? Kevin
1: is one of the bartenders uh, who, who works with us. Um, as well, Pandora opening her box, uh, that is used bathtub gin. And uh, we wanted to use something with robust tea. Um,
0: and what is bathtub gin?
1: Bathtub gin is, uh, it's, a, it's not gin made in a bathtub. So, <laughs> Lee White, hold me to this because I'm not 100% sure if it is, but uh, sorry, Lee. We thought we wanted to do something in a box. So we got these Chinese takeaway boxes and uh, we got the paper that the bottle's wrapped in. We wrap it up and we make a little parcel. And uh, then we shake it with RoboS tea, uh, oget, loxado, king's ginger, and white peach puree with gin infused with RoboS. It's lovely, it's uh, just a really refreshing drink, but the guest doesn't know what's going on because they've got this little parcel, and you just kind of stab it like a milk carton, and you drink out of it. So it's pretty fun. Um, Where else, what else have we got here? Uh, Light Expelling Darkness. Um, So Light Expelling Darkness uh, was a cocktail that, when uh, me and Kevin, we sat down and uh, we looked at the photo, uh, the idea is, is it's the light expelling darkness. So um, we got this, we said, we agreed that the glass needed to be, be dark, like a tiki mug. So we found a nice tiki mug and we wanted it to relate to some kind of like sun god or something like that. So what we do is we get uh, spicy rum, um, Cointreau and raspberries. And we uh, flambe it uh, with cinnamon they sound divine it's
0: lovely
1: <laughs> we're from Blair with Cinnamon and we've pre-shaken pineapple juice which is already in there and we we pour this sugar Cointreau rum and raspberries that have been set on fire for a couple of minutes in there and there's all these fire and flames coming out. but it's expelling so it's the light expelling the darkness uh-huh. so that was the kind of idea of the cocktail to relate to the name relate to the picture and then relate to the theatre of the drink what we're going to do is we're going to be running this menu for about a year with maybe a couple of tweaks um, the next menu I've already got a concept for I'm not gonna tell anything else (laughs) it's it's uh, it's, uh, even more wilder Um, I'm calling it it, the concept is quite simple it's called the three-point system that's all I'm gonna say it's that is literally a, when you press stop record. I might tell you. <laughs> All right. the Next time we sit down and chat, it will be for
0: that three-point menu. Yeah, that's. And a, so I look forward to speaking to you then. Cool. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. Thank you. Thanks to Sam for introducing me to Gilray the artist and Gilray's the bar. If you want to see examples of the cartoon Sam bases his menu on, please visit bestbitsworldwide.com. Next week, and the last before Best Sips takes a summer holiday, are the tag team of bar manager Daniel Thompson and bartender Carlo Lorenzan over at Turuba at Hilton London Tower Bridge. Until next time, bottoms up! For more information and links to everything you've heard about, plus a bit more, please visit bestbitsworldwide.com. Thanks for listening to Best Sips Worldwide, a spin-off of Best Bits Worldwide. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation, and never drink and drive. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Steven Shapiro and used with permission. You'll find me at the bar.